from the twisted realm of science and the darkest pits of reason comes chilling tales of godlessness. Bear witness to the unfathomable terror that is... The Good Atheist. I've literally been uh, lying in bed for the past few days holding my eyes going, It burns! Yeah, yeah. They, they are fairly harsh on the eyes. The other, the other reason, too, is because our office is in an enclosed area where no natural light comes in. So really, the only thing illuminating your eyeballs is sort of like the low hum of 60 hertz going because you know we could have had we could have had large those the, you know those the, those monitors with a higher refresh rate and that would have probably uh, helped significantly. But unfortunately, when you go into the higher refresh rates of giant LCD screens, they tend to go substantially higher up in price. Yep. So a compromise was made, and now our eyeballs need to adjust. <laughs> so it's been a rough fucking week. <laughs> Let me tell you what. Yeah, it's uh, so uh, Boyo here had a you know migraine that just constantly just uh, did not relent all day. So uh, even the other site had suffered, and uh, and that site had significantly more traffic mm. and probably significantly more pissed off people. Yeah, indeed. But uh, one day is not so bad. To wait for a bonus podcast, indeed. Uh, and besides, with the uh, with this announcement that we're going to make, it's not a, I'd say exclusive because eventually the other we're going to mention on the other show. But you guys hear it first: is uh, we've just finished buying all the equipment we need to upgrade the podcast from a mild hum of audio pleasure to epic, uh, epic, epic glory. orgasm glory. That is coming your your way. Yeah, new mic, new mixer, new cables, new uh, light light hanging microphone stands with with, with the, pop filter with the bungee cords and everything. Yeah, we no longer have to sit next to each other, which is claustrophobic to say the least. I mean, we always wonder why is it so hard to do radio, and the reason is because you have to literally sit uh, right next to the your host, hunched over like Mr. Burns talking into a mic to, to just to ensure that it doesn't sound like total ass. Yep, it's uh, this. This is definitely gonna gonna turn things into. It's it's like it's like a two point baby. Yeah, I mean after after what we've done about a hundred and fifty radio shows by now, uh, all in total with our other shows with like that. I don't know more than that. Definitely lots of radio time basically. Well, this is just gonna make it so much more enjoyable. Oh yeah, for I, everyone. Everyone's I gonna. I, I think. I mean, obviously the files are gonna be a bit bigger. Uh, doing that, but uh, I don't think most of you are going to mind if it means a, a richer sound because I'm sure most of you just hearing it on your headsets. I mean, I've had complaints sometimes before saying, "Oh, the way the, the levels work." Sometimes the, it's I, the way you're really loud and I'm really normal. Yeah, normal. You're normal. You're just you're you're you're, you're sucky. Anyways, the way you're when your suckiness is on, and then when my higher pitched suckiness is on, uh, there were some complaints. I mean, they're hard things to fix when you don't have a lot of professional equipment. You know, you can only hit wave hammer so many times on a file before it just sounds like total ass. Yeah. <laughs> before everyone sounds like they're speaking with a sock in their mouth. You're actually only supposed to do that once, by the way. Well, you know, that's... Okay. You understand the concept of a joke here? Or do I have to recover this? The basics. Yes, I am aware... Yes, I am aware. It's factually incorrect. I just wanted to. I just, I just wanted <laughs> oh, well, you know, you, you factually correct people here, here, that here, come, here. come inside jokes and then make comments saying, like, hey, 
But that's not possible. You couldn't possibly make that jump using gravity. I just wanted to make sure that you weren't wave hammering it multiple times, which would explain what the problem was. No, and would have no, saved that's several not... hundred dollars on sound You know what? Equipment. You could have put me off to the side later during the show or when, when the show was off or said, hey, Jacob, do we do that, by the way? And I would have said no. And therefore, everything would have trucked along nicely. But you got to open your mouth and ruin a joke. You, you suck, sir. I'm just trying to keep it real. You suck. You're trying to keep it real. Anyways, all right, moving on to the show. <laughs> Let's talk. Uh, first of all, I wanted to mention something that I thought was kind of funny. I wrote an uh, article on the site about it, and it was uh, Orson Scott Card. Now, if you're not familiar with you know science fiction books, you may not have heard of this guy. But Ender's Game, Ender's everything. He was all of them. He were... was all the Ender's guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, he he writes for a Mormon site, and basically he went on just a rant about atheism, and it was everything you you might expect from you know. Uh, well, not a fundamentalist, but a, a fairly practicing kind of Mormon guy who has a great deal of respect, I guess, for Mormonism uh, and all of its crazy tenets. Mm. Uh, but uh, what I thought was, um, what, what I mentioned during the article, and this is the subject of the conversation, this is what I want to elaborate on, is uh, I basically said at the end of the article that um, I, I thought his, his whole claims, like he didn't have much of an understanding of atheism, but I think, I mean, in general, the, um, the one thing that I've just concluded uh, is basically the fact that we don't need religion anymore, and this is really what is bothering them. I mean, there was a time where you could say, well, we don't need you religion to run our country, and they begrudgingly, and in some countries, you know, with quite great bloodshed, mm-hmm. finally relented. And then after that, it was like, well, you know, we, we want you completely out of politics, and we don't want you in our education system. We don't want you to tell us about the we don't world want you and the universe. We don't anymore. want you in, in, our, in our science classrooms and all these other kind of things. You're going to be relegated to a corner, all right? But that's going to be a private thing. Like, power is taken right out of your hands. And, you know, the, the, the one thing that they always held was saying, like, well, we're going to put you in the corner because we figure... Uh, we probably need you for some reason. You know, hey, we're moral people. It must be because uh, you're still involved somehow. So, you know, you stick around. You stick around. But, uh, yeah, well, that's just not being – that's just not the case. Uh, it, they don't make more moral people. If if anything, sometimes it makes them less moral. So it's kind of it's kind of crummy. It's mm. kind of crummy. And, uh, you know, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news here. I mean, I feel like the bad guy saying, hey, religion, you're crummy. You're well, crummy. Well, what's the deal? Is Orson Scott Card basically complaining about the fact that he got pushed to the side? Or what's, he, what's, what's, the, what's the crux of his whole bitch fest? The, okay, well, there, there's a couple things. I mean, he just tries to do the whole argument that we apparently, as atheists, need to be the one disproving their gods. You know? Like he just, it's the same story here all the time from everybody making the same tidbits. Number one, you can't disprove God. Number two, atheist is also a faith-based belief. Number three, you know, religion is a great thing and, uh, you know, we're more moral and kind and all this other kind of stuff. So it's like just basically a paragraph for each of the common arguments. I mean, you just throw a, you have a dartboard of them and you you just throw a dart at them. And this is what, you know, you you get. Random Atheism is bad. Well, do kind you, of thing. how much do you know about or- Orson Scott Card? Because typically, isn't it the way that tip, uh, that a lot of the, the bigger science, like Isaac Asimov, amazing scientist, right? Right. Well, uh, he he was he had a, a PhD in chemistry, uh, but he wrote a lot on astronomy. He was very uh, 
well respected in astronomy. And a lot of the books that he wrote are very well respected in uh, scientific fields as well. Orson Scott Card, I've read some of his books. They, they were interesting stories and all, but it's not, you know, it, he it, doesn't understand science, actually. Well, he, he really doesn't. He doesn't even, under, he, he's a creationist. Like, this, this is the degree of which he understands science. He doesn't even know about evolution. Like, that's a pretty big science fail right there. You know, well, or, just, or, I mean, he knows about it, but he doesn't really believe it. it. It's just interesting to me because typically science fiction guys are, you know, they're, they're wrapped right up. And I don't know why it works out like that because God knows when I was a kid I used to read and write lots of science fiction. I didn't know shit about anything. But, yeah, but, uh, I mean, uh, L. Ron Hubbard, he didn't know sh shit about science fiction. He wrote that spaceships looked like DC-10s. But uh, great imagination. Yeah, I know, but, but but here's the thing: L. Ron Hubbard is practically unreadable. <laughs> I, it is quite bad. And, and I've tried, and I've read a lot of really bad shit. You know, I used to read. Yeah, I used to read some dumb crap growing up, but I could never get through an L. Ron Hubbard book ever in my life. Or it some Scott Card, I could get through. So it's just a, it's unfortunate to me to realize that a guy whose whose books are generally good, and, and and just in case you guys are wondering, the Ender's series doesn't have any weird religious undertones overtones or any tones whatsoever it's still worth checking out but it's just i'm disappointed man well uh, he got he bad. got pretty hardcore after the events of 9-11 actually like when that happened he was he, uh, i i guess it was a call to arms for him to start writing in you know uh, conservative papers and well it was a call stuff, to so. arm for, for arms for everybody man uh, how many people were just like that's it i'm gonna fucking join the army well what was the name dennis miller Sort of like he was a. That's it. I'm going. Oh, yeah, I'm going on the right. Yeah, you know, yeah. like all he he was always joking. Uh, he was on neither side, but that was the galvanizing point, saying like, okay, you know, he woke up in the mirror. He's like, you got to pick a side right now. Yeah, it's like you got to be the uh, you got to be the John Stewart for the right because they're getting their asses kicked, <laughs> and these leftists are gonna bring us are gonna kill us all. <laughs> See, you've understood. You've empathized with him. No, you can, are him. I can understand why certain people switch over and. Uh, and, and you know, push that agenda is because I, I I can get it. I mean, the left does look pretty spineless and ridiculous, and I guess we're gonna find out how we do. I, I it will be the great social experiment of our time. Um, you know what? Talking about religion and politics, and this was kind of like my segue away from Orson because we might get back to it. But one of the things that I was saying was that look, I know that a lot of Christians out there think that their religion is really responsible for them being good people. But there's a reason why we separate church and state. And that reason is because when a couple of you get in power, you start getting really to do some, you start doing some crazy fucking shit, all right? And here's a You start example. making religious license plates and you start fucking with the schools. Oh, I mean, worse than that. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's how they start. They, they screw with the schools because that's an easy one. So here's an example. In Alberta, they want to include Bill 44. Bill 44 would make it so that you could pull out your, your, your children from class during any discussion of evolution or homosexuality. Like you could have your kids pulled out of class so that they would be sheltered from these things. Do you know how bad of an ass kicking you would get if you were one of those kids that got pulled out of that class? Like if your class was, was rough and tumble at all, somebody would kick your ass for that. Oh man, I, I can't even imagine. Like has anyone thought of the children? Please think of the children, man. There are... There are uh, dynamics, politics involved in schools. Mm -hmm. And when you start teaching your kids some crazy stuff that's going to segregate them from everybody else, you are going to make their lives a living hell. Well, you know, it's, just, it's always been interesting to me that they think that that's an acceptable thing to do. Everybody that doesn't agree with this, please go la, 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 la. Uh, why, why can't these people 
be exposed to uh, these ideas. Why? Because it's quite obvious these ideas are better than the ideas of their religious parents. They're simply stronger. People believe them because it, they make sense. All right. When you say, well, no, God created everything, that doesn't make sense. That's why people don't believe it. When you're shown the evidence of evolution, you're like, oh, that makes sense. That's a really simple uh, mechanism. I could see that working in nature as an undirected process. Oh, hey, wait a minute, undirected? Does that mean that I don't need a God? <laughs> well, I guess we don't need God. I'm like, that is that happens. That really does happen. Yeah, it's pretty funny to think about it, how, how Darwin... How, uh, that's the funny thing. Is how we, why we always spend so much time on evolution it's that it really does poke a huge fundamental hole in the concept of God. Oh, it, it's just massive. I mean, Michael Shermer, who's, a, who's an author I quite like, he's the editor of uh, Skeptics Magazine. Mm. And uh, he used to be a fundamentalist Christian, and he was studying psychology, and he was in school, and he started you know, getting exposed to uh, you know, biology. And it was that exposure that really kind of fed into that curiosity of like why the world was the way there was and once he figured out why the world was the way there was he abandoned his religious beliefs and you know it sounds so stereotypical you know it almost sounds silly to us that a person would say like here's let's show them evolution and holy moly you'll notice that a lot of them get off this religious bandwagon and <laughs> it's true it really is true a lot of people who saw that was like were like i I don't see a need for God. If if I don't see the need and the logic for God, then I don't see God. A lot of people, they think they have no, a logical well, understanding of it, but really it's the best logic they had available to them at the time. Yeah, I can agree with the logic point, but the need, that's, that's, that's where you're going to get a lot of people arguing that even though it doesn't all add up, we need God. <laughs> well, it's quite obvious that we don't, you know, because everybody who, like, if, if you look at the statistics, it shows that there is no difference in you know the, the 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 moral behavior of atheists compared to religious people in fact they may be more moral all right it seems to indicate the, the prison population seems to indicate there are fewer atheists in prison uh you but know aren't there fewer atheists overall no no this is this is like if you taking look at the demographics account? yeah taking that into account there are fewer atheists and it's a, it's a considerable number you know i wonder if being an atheist would cuz uh, you got to figure for parole and stuff like that they often uh come out and say, well, look at this person. He's gotten involved with the church services, and he's practicing to do this and that. And I wonder I wonder if being an atheist can be held against you in places like Texas where you're trying to get Oh, parole. absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I, 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 don't, I can't quote specifically, but I have read uh, quite a bit of, um, um, you know, sort of like testimonials from uh, atheists in prison who just basically say that uh, people who go through the religious system are given preferential treatment. Uh, you know, they're, they're saying, well, he's, he's active in his church, so people make the assumption that these people are somehow you know, going to act more morally righteous, which is just not the case. I mean, they were already religious when they created the, when, they, when they, 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 they caused harm. Religion was not the problem. Something else was the problem. It's not the problem, and it's not the solution. No, it's, not, it's neither of these things. And you know what? Like, and this is, this is what I'm saying. I mean, we had to work, the, the Enlightenment had to work so hard to you know, remove the, the 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 church from power, and and we and the success of our society is a you know in large part due to that. Uh, and just to suddenly say, well, no, 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 we need them back, and, and it's all good. It's really not. Like, how many of you would live in a country that was a theocracy? Like, how many? Seriously, would would Orson uh, Scott Card live in a country that where there was forced Christianity? 
No, of course he wouldn't. But if there were a majority of Christians in uh, in, power? In, in power who were voting and, and deciding things along their religion, it, it could happen. I mean, they could reintroduce it, bring it back in. No problemo. Done. We just said, fuck that whole separation of church and state. We said, bring church back in. It's a, it was an amendment. Well, you know, separation of church and state suddenly becomes a lot less uh, valuable when, when you're a Christian democracy, quote-unquote, fighting against a Muslim, uh, Muslim extremist. You know, all of a sudden you're like, we need, we need to, to lock this down. You're, we're not losing democracy and we're not losing, you know, this religion because that's kind of the way that they draw the battle lines. Well, they, and that's, think, that's the reason, obviously, why you've got so many people battling over it right now, you know? The reason that it's coming back to the forefront is because people are drawing those battle lines in their minds. Yeah, I think it's 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 such it's it's the worst battle line to draw because think about this, in France and France is a good example uh, of kind of like a reversal in, in in religious demographic. Like France, in I think twenty or thirty years, will have more Muslims than sort of Christians because already most of the population is, uh, is made up of atheists, right? Mm -hmm. But the religious demographic, apart from non-belief, mm -hmm. uh, would skew on sort of like the Muslim side. And, you know, they're worried that, uh, you know, you give, say, if, if mo most of the members of parliament were, were in fact, uh, Muslim, the concern is that they would just create a theocracy. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and, and there, there is always that shift where that happens. I mean, Turkey, Egypt, you know, these places classically were secular, but not so much anymore. Not so much, because that's the, that's the power of that movement now. It's like, okay, we need to lock everything down and rule by the sword. Uh, religion's got to rule by the sword. This whole taking a, person, taking a side note in people's lives is unacceptable. They need to do exactly as we say. I just find it unfortunate. The people that think they're battling this Muslim extremism, uh, they're actually the ones that are weakening the, weakening the laws against... Uh, the weakening the laws and creating all of these kind of problems with with you know separation of church and state where all of a sudden it's no longer they're, they're creating giant loopholes basically yeah that uh you know like what what do you do tomorrow if scientologists are more numerous than christians like ew can you imagine like and you don't think it's possible like uh, let me tell you scientology is a dangerous dangerous cult all right it really is it How fucking brainwashes people and it robs them of all their money uh, I mean, Christian. I, I don't like Christianity, but I am a scared of Scientology. They are litigious. They are relentless. They are crazy, and they are very organized. Yeah, aren't they the first religion whose uh, holy text is copyrighted and you can't reproduce it? I don't know. Actually, that's a very good question. Probably. My, my understanding. Probably. That, that's my understanding of the situation, and it might not be the first, but you cannot. You cannot reprint anything that's inside the Scientology holy text because they will come the fuck after you. Oh, they God, literally yeah. will. Oh, just it's so. Anyways, don't invite that kind of nonsense. Okay, just don't. Don't invite it. Keep it separate. Keep it way the fuck separate. I mean, we we don't even need you. You are an oddity. You're an oddity like, you know, a fandom. Is an oddity. Uh, the, the Star Trek fans yeah, but I are still, an oddity. I still feel like Scientology will get along so long as they don't. As long as they keep it to themselves, you know. If they if they fuck around and they go out and they blow something up, they're gone. You know. If anything bad happens, like like, like you could see an incident happening that would destroy the religion. I don't see that really happening with. With yeah, well, it's, it, well, it can't happen in Christianity. I mean, how many kids were molested and that wasn't enough? 
I mean, I- imagine if the Church of Scientology had the, the, the level of molestation and, and, and you know what? that to Christianity does. It, it's like, pretty, come on. It's pretty crazy that the amount of molestation that went on went on. Because, honestly, you would figure for it to have happened so many times, there must have been a newsletter or something. I don't know what it is. How many fucking cases can there be where it's like, well, there's no related strand? Yeah, but, or... I mean, here's the problem. They knew, they've known about this for probably about 400 years that this kind of problem occurs. All right? They just know because... Turns out that one in ten, one in ten of the priests that they train will likely molest someone. Uh, was that a real statistic? Yeah. Wow. I was watching it. Uh, there was a documentary on it. Uh, I'm going to post the link for it. It's it's pretty crazy. I can't recall the name right now because uh, you just kind of just kind of brought just, it up just, out of the blue. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember the name. But it was basically followed this guy who had molested like 200 kids in. Uh, in California, and how they just kept on, you know, moving him from one town to another, usually about 50 miles apart. 50 miles apart were the towns, and he just went from town to town to town to town to town, and everybody knew there was a problem. I mean, didn't I tell you that Ratzinger, Benedict, you know, Pope mm-hmm. Benedict, he was in charge, he was the head of that committee to investigate that, and his recommendation was to bury the evidence, and to sort of like make a policy where you were just shuffling people around, like... The only reason why no one has prosecuted him is because the President of the United States pardoned him, made it, Ill- Ill- made it impossible for him to be charged in the United States concerning the molestation of children. All right, He gave the Pope a free pass. Who, who did this? That was Bush. Bush gave the Pope a free pass. Damn. <laughs> so that's who's in power. I mean, even that cannot break people's faith. So congratulations on really... You know, getting a hold of these people, good on you. I, I don't think there are many religions outside of the, the, the main mono, the three monotheistic ones that could survive that blow. That is a pretty powerful blow. I know, Islam's having a pretty hard time now. <laughs> it's having a really hard time now. It just turns out that a lot of people who are considered themselves Muslims are gigantic pricks. And it's like, sorry, when you have all these examples, oh, look at that. The guy from Jordan who who's a part of the royal family who just tortures people and films it for a fucking weekend. He's a big, he's a Muslim. <laughs> I'm sure he's very proud, very devout. And you know what? The problem the problem with it is it's it's not even it's not even the defining characteristic of, of these people as far as anyone's concerned over there. But for for us, well, out, if he was let's say outsiders. let's say he was an atheist and they had found that out, you know. What kind of a day would we be having in atheist land? What would we be talking about right now on the radio yeah, show? I don't know. I always just try and balance it out because I, 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 you know that whole thing that people try and throw at us saying, oh, this person's an atheist and that person's an atheist. I'm just saying that Islam's having a really hard time because a lot of the people that, that talk about their faith very vocally also do horrible things all the time. Yeah, typically the more vocal, the more scary their, uh, their reaction is. Or, or even, you know, when you're watching a TV show and a little kid is saying death to Jews, you know, you're just, you're not impressed at the end of the day. You're like, I am not impressed. You're like, this is not a religion of peace. <laughs> <laughs> what is this peace bullshit that they keep trying to tell me? Is this, is this the lie that I have to swallow? Are you trying to tell me, well, some people misinterpret it? There seems to be a lot of people that misinterpret that, isn't there? Like, what's up with that? Oh, that one passage that says, you know, the head of the infidels? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, the, the infidels mean you're in your demons. No, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't. They really don't. Well, it's kind of like back in the day where thou shalt not kill was kind of just one of those suggestions. No, it wasn't a suggestion. It was thou shalt not kill other Jews. They had no problem killing the Canaanites, the Hittites, you know, all the 
no problem. Obviously, because the rule applied only to Jews. It was like, don't kill another Jew. Hmm. You know, and, and when, I mean, it, it, the whole rules for slavery, slavery in the Bible are for Jews. Outside of Jews, you can have as many slaves as you want. Other people, slaves, wicked. Not a uh, subject to conversation. We don't care about it. Of course, slaves occur. Uh, there are other people. <laughs> hey, you got a book from a couple thousand years ago. Of course, it's going to have a very straightforward slavery policy. Oh, yeah. People oh, wonder yeah. why there are gaps in the Bible for all this shit from today. It's because it's from way back well, yesterday. Oh, yeah. It, you, you wouldn't even be able to apply most of that stuff. I mean, it, it, when you look at the imagery that they use, say the shepherd, right? I mean, we, we talk about the shepherd as kind of an, an antique way to, you know... Uh, to make a living. But back then it was just like being a truck driver. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you had written the Bible with a bunch of truck drivers, would you be like, wow, such romanticism. Truck driver, for God's sakes. <laughs> that is how monotonous and how very in the times they were. He shall drive thee from point A to point B and keep up with the conversations <laughs> in CB radio. The, C, shall, the, 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 the big uh, CB radio operator in the sky. He shall keep thy treads intact <laughs> as, as you drive. Avoid thy lot lizards, for they are Jezebels. As thou drivest through the valley of potholes. <laughs> well, that's my point. I mean, we don't see it as a popular document, but at the time, I mean, that's what they were aiming for, right? You're making things popular. You're talking to people in their language, and you're just trying to say, hey... You know, stone your daughters. Hey, <laughs> stone your disobedient like, daughters. Hey, dudes, you know what's totally hip and cool right now? Oh, it's radical? You know what's radical? Stoning no. infidels. <laughs> I'll tell you it's radical. Not allowing women in church when they're bleeding out of their vaginas. Don't forget, never let them go to school either. <laughs> you do not want them educated. All right, peace Cause, out. Because they, they, they'll fuck everyone. No, check it out. It's like, peace out, boys. I mean, it's not boys and girls. It's just boys. Yep. Just boys. That's the only ones learning the video. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, like, look, we, 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 uh, people will often interpret the Bible as kind of like a, you know, a bit of that epic poetry, uh, po poetic kind of thing that we normally attribute to older novels. I mean, you'll read Dante's Inferno not because it speaks to you as a person now, but because there are certain elements that, you know, you think, well, they can, they can be transferred even though the, the Time seems to have an effect, impact on, on them in terms yeah, of language yeah. and imagery and that kind of stuff. So we are looking at the imagery of the Bible from today's interpretation of that imagery. But back then, the imagery may have been different and probably le not, not as romantic. So we, we have romanticized these well, things to some degree. The, our, the longer the longer something's been around, the more reverential it becomes. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's, I mean, that's just the whole thing is that we've built, we've built this thing up. It's been around for a couple thousand years. And... Uh, you know, at this point, we're pretty much stuck with it. You know, when you said that, you know what popped in my head? Hmm? We built this city. I don't know why I have that in my head. I feel like listening to 80s music, and I can't understand why I would want to do that. I could listen to some Boston right now. I'd be down with that. But no, I need more 80s. More one-hit wonder 80s. That's what I'm in the mood for. So um, we're going to go listen to some 80s music and chill out before we have to do our next radio show. Yep, sounds right good. Right after that. So well, with that... We're going to thank you for being a patron of the show, and we're going to catch you next week. 
Probably on a Tuesday, unless this guy's got a migraine again. Yeah, ho- wow. uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll have all the new equipment. Just want to say that equipment is because of you guys, yeah, you guys for supporting this absolutely retarded dream. <laughs> yep, it's. Uh, I just have to wonder when it's all gonna. The beautiful dream will all come crashing to a stop, and we'll all have to work at McDonald's. Probably when the swine flu kills us all, or the economy collapses even further. Oh well, that's all right. I mean, if that happens, we'll we'll have a society of misfits because we're atheists. Thank you.